Welcome to a nonfiction story cast about people in Seattle who built churches and how they did it. I'm Cindy Safranoff. I'm the author, and this is Dedication, building the Seattle branches of Mary Baker Eddy's church, a centennial story. Episode 7, Christian Scientist. A real Christian scientist is a marvel, a miracle in the universe of mortal mind, Mary Baker Eddy wrote in an article included in her then-recently-published Miscellaneous Writings. With selfless love, he inscribes on the heart of humanity and transcribes on the page of reality the living, palpable presence the might and majesty of goodness. He lives for all mankind and honors his creator. The Seattle congregation was about to meet someone who would prove to be something like such a marvel and a miracle as a real Christian scientist. When they learned that Alan H. Armstrong was the Christian science teacher coming to join their church in response to their request to the board of directors in Boston, they may have been already familiar with his name. In January 1897, Armstrong had published his personal story in the Christian Science Journal. In his article, Steady Growth, He told how he seemed to be an exception to the general experience of transformation shared in the journal. So many were quickly healed and then immediately went into the public healing practice themselves. Armstrong took a comparatively slow pace in learning how to practice Christian science. Born in Indiana and raised in rural Michigan, after graduating from the University of Michigan, Armstrong left the Midwest for the Far West. When Armstrong first learned about Christian science, he was living in California in a small isolated town in the foothills of San Diego County and working as a rancher. His father, Charles E.B. Armstrong, was a Baptist clergyman, but young Allen had completely rejected all religious belief. He had been struggling with a slow, wasting disease and a slow but certain financial disaster for two years when a student of science and health came to visit. Armstrong described his introduction. I asked, what is Christian science? The answer was brief, but they advised getting science and health. This I did at once. I read it eagerly. First, because much that I read appealed to me as self-evident. Second, because it proposed to take Christianity out of the realm of blind belief and transfer it to the realm of understanding and demonstration. But aside from this satisfaction in its study, no apparent result followed my reading. Armstrong wrote a letter to a Christian science practitioner to ask for treatment. But after a few weeks, He decided to do his own work through the study of science and health. Very gradually, he noticed a mental change. A habit of using very strong language when provoked dropped away. 
he gained the courage to throw out all his medicines, which were many. Only after daily, diligent reading for 18 months did he recognize a single victory that he could think of as a healing. At this point, Armstrong took class instruction on Christian science in Oakland with Dr. Francis J. Fluno, a well-known practitioner, teacher, and lecturer who, after reading the first edition of Science and Health, had given up a successful career as a medical doctor for the practice of Christian science. For the next seven years, Armstrong continued with a serious study of science and health. While there have been seasons of deep, quiet joy, sometimes continuing for weeks, Armstrong explained, most of the time has been spent in persistent study and work, though relieved of much of the sense of drudgery and weariness usually implied by the word work. The humble Armstrong did not mention in his journal article that one outgrowth of his steady, consistent study was a successful professional healing practice within two years after taking class instruction. By 1892, he was advertising as a Christian science practitioner in San Jose, holding office hours at his home on 4th Street near St. James Park. Dr. Fluno had advised Armstrong to start his practice in San Jose because there was no Christian science practitioner there at that time. However, there had already been Christian science activity in San Jose since the mid-1880s when a young woman named Sue Ella Bradshaw brimming with enthusiasm for Christian science, had lived in San Jose on 2nd Street. She had taken class instruction from Mary Baker Eddy in Boston and had worked as a healer and teacher in San Jose for a few years. But at Eddy's urging, Bradshaw relocated to the much larger city of San Francisco. Armstrong filled the vacancy in San Jose. It proved to be a stepping stone in his career. Both Alan and his wife Maud were practitioners, working together and advertising together in the Christian Science Journal. Another outgrowth of Armstrong's dedication was his success in establishing a Christian Science Church in San Jose with 20 charter members. What previously had been two informal groups meeting in private homes became one church with advertised meetings. As it was later reported in the Christian Science Journal, this San Jose church had been started on the sound basis of members having been healed and regenerated through the study of Christian science and many of them devoting themselves entirely to the practice of this healing truth. They met one block southeast from St. James Park at the Oddfellows Building at 3rd and Santa Clara Streets until they moved a block farther south to Louise Hall on 2nd and San Fernando Streets, where they would meet until they built their own church building. In January 1899, Alan and Maud traveled together to Boston to take advanced studies in Christian science, the teacher's training program, called the Normal Class. Edward Kimball was one of their instructors. Both the Armstrongs graduated, but only Alan would be a teacher, with Maud as his assistant. 
Armstrong was first reader at the San Jose Church, and the congregation was getting ready to build an edifice when he received the invitation from the Seattle Church. As a newly trained and credentialed teacher, he was a prime candidate for meeting Seattle's need. He was exceedingly loath to leave the little band of students who loved him, but loyal to his leader and the teaching he had received, he agreed to make the move. At a meeting on November 10th, he submitted his letter of resignation and withdrawal from the San Jose Church. In response, the members passed resolutions expressing regret at his intended departure. Then they held a going-away party for the Armstrongs. Louise Hall was decorated with flowers and potted plants, and they put on fine musical entertainment, a piano duet and vocal solos, followed by delicious refreshments in the dining room. Then the Armstrongs, with their two teenage children, Harry and Audie, left for Seattle. On December 9, 1899, the Armstrongs signed the register book to become members of First Church of Christ Scientist Seattle. They would both be members at this branch church for the rest of their lives. But as dedicated as Alan Armstrong became to his new church in Seattle, he did not forget about the San Jose Church. When his former church began construction on their planned edifice, Alan contributed the cornerstone as his personal gift. Prior to starting construction on their edifice, which cost $40,000, the San Jose Church made remarkably generous contributions to the Mother Church of $24,000. In a letter of gratitude to their leader, they wrote, We know that all we have we owe to your faithful love and labor for mankind. We understand that it is not words you require from your followers so much as works, and this branch has endeavored to live up to this requirement. Upon completion and dedication, the San Jose Church received the rare honor of a dedicatory letter from Reverend Eddy, here in its entirety. Beloved students, words are inadequate to express my deep appreciation of your labor and success in completing and dedicating your church edifice, and of the great hearts and ready hands of our far western students, the Christian scientists. Comparing such students with those whose words are but substitutes for works, we learn that the translucent atmosphere of the former must illumine the midnight of the latter, else Christian science will disappear from among mortals. I thank divine love for the hope set before us in the word and in the doers thereof, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Gratefully, lovingly, Mary Baker Eddy. For his public debut in Seattle as a practitioner of Christian science and an esteemed teacher, in his city directory listing, it seems fitting that instead of trying to explain his professional services in a display advertisement, or even adding his Christian science educational credentials 
CSB, after his name. He initially advertised simply as Alan H. Armstrong, Christian Scientist. What a perfect description these two words were for this new teacher for the Far Western students in Seattle. Thanks for listening to Dedication by me, Cindy Safranoff. All events and characters in this story are as true and accurate as the available sources. All opinions are mine. To support and learn more about this groundbreaking research project and read my writing, visit cindysafranoff.com.